Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friend, O Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscription button, little notify bell next to it, and you'll be notified, in theory, about all the new great Going In Raw content that we have here at the channel every single day. If you want to support the channel, one great way to do it is to hop onto the iOS podcast app, assuming you have one of these little iPhones or iPads or something like that. And leave us a rating or review. Holy cow, Larson. What? Like we had been out of the top 200 for a while. And as soon as I asked our amazing friendos out there to go ahead and do that, if they were interested, if they wanted to support going in raw, boom, we were like number 156 I know, yesterday. We jumped into the top 200. Thank you very much. That everybody. was fantastic. So yeah, if you want to continue to do that, just go ahead and leave us a rating or review to support going in raw. It really, really helps the show. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Controversy, Larson. Controversy in the Patreon community. You know, I said during our, our pre-show with our patrons, looking for a lead story for a dirt sheet. There it is. Ha! <laughs> ah! Yes. Tune in tomorrow to find out. No! Spoil ah! it. Ooh. All right. Talk about controversy. Yep. Why did he say that? On that show, the new show with uh, Corey Gray. Oh, that looks like a pop. Um. Anyways, continuing on. Sorry okay. to interrupt you. Uh, you know, I I like when they do stuff that's kind of out of character, like Table for Three stuff like that. When yeah. they aren't really in character. When they do puff pieces, when they're the people are in character. How did you feel about being the guy who retired Undertaker? I don't know. I was told to do it. They're trying to push me. Yeah, I know. You know, like we appreciate the honesty. <laughs> I know. He's like, oh. We realize they're all playing characters. I don't want him interviewed in character. I want to hear from Joe Annoy. But at the same time, the same time, maybe when asked that question, he can answer out of character. Yeah. You know, to, to think as a competitor, as a wrestler, to, to no, be the I one. No, I know. I, I know. To be an Undertaker's last match, that's got to mean something. I just got the vibe, and I haven't watched it yet, but I got the vibe that he's like in character, but hopefully not. Anyways, um, yeah, so real quick, uh, for our patrons out there, there was a little bit of a, a, a dust up. With Patreon, they're uh, instituting these new fees on the actual people pledging their hard-earned money to us, to the creators, um, without letting us know in advance. Patreon decided to do this. Um, without, They said in their email they had consulted with a focus group of some sort, and the focus group said, yeah, no, it's great. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, and it didn't really sit well with us. We've let Patreon know our thoughts about that and how we're not happy about it and how we really hope they reconsider. A lot of other Patreon creators out there are doing the same exact thing. Um, we would not begrudge anybody who is currently pledging Patreon support to us if you decided to support us in a different way if you are not happy with this new development. Yeah. We're not happy with it, no. um, and we'd like to do everything we can to change it. 
Um, that being said, we really appreciate everybody's support on the Patreon. Hopefully this is a situation that will be corrected, and it needs to be corrected. Um, you can hit us up on the Twitter at Real Going and Raw. You can have our full statement uh, yeah. that we laid out to our patrons and to Patreon itself yeah. if you want more info about that. We're also at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. We have a Pro Wrestling Tees shop. we got lots of great designs there and uh, more to come. Matt, oh, this is. You this got, is not. You're, you're sporting Finn Balor right there. Yeah, Balor Club. Looks like a very comfy shirt. Though. It is exceptionally comfy. Very I like comfy. the design. Yeah. Money well spent. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I almost wore a, a cold water large on my head on my shirt, but... I need to order that. I want your head on my shirt. That's exactly what I want. I get to see you almost every day, and I want you additionally. Yeah, you still want my face. On my body. On your person. Do you want? Are you going to wear your face on your person? I said I almost wore it today. Oh, that'd be great. You should do that. Would oh. you wear that out and about like date night? No. This weekend, date night? No. You're not going to wear your face on your body? No, a bit much. That is a bit much, I'll be honest with you. It's I'm out in public wearing a shirt with my own face on it. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. just saying to the world, look how important I am. Look how much I think about myself. It's a little odd. Of myself. I don't think it's that. I think it's a little oddball. A little weird. Narcissistic. I could, I'd see that, yeah. Well, it's just a little weird, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, it's honestly, it's also like the looks that you'd get. That, that'd be more it for me. Not, mm-hmm. not how people perceive me. Just like... But know what I have to do is walk around in public with that same look on my face yeah. that I have in the shirt. Well, then it's performance art. Yeah. Um, no, I know. I've been thinking about getting the sand one with our two cartoon faces on yeah. it. That'd be kind of cool. Because I, I really like the design on that one. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, let's talk about wrestling. Oh, you were talking about wrestling. About wrestling. Here now. Yeah, no pancake talk today. We got that out of the way of the pre-show. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for uh, voicing Ooh. your opinions on uh, on pancake I when was so, they're I was, best served during breakfast. I was so t- I, my favorite my favorite response might have actually been. Oh, let's see if I can bring it up really quick. Yeah, really quick. Whoever said <laughs> come first this response to your or, or your notes for whoever two hundred five live at NXT. Oh, you guys do about the are, same those time. Those are man. secondary. Those are secondary. Um. Uh, somebody said something like, uh, "Oh, crap, I got all this Patreon stuff." Right oh here. my goodness! Somebody said something like, "You can eat pancakes for your breakfast dessert." Yeah. Now let too. me ask you, Mister Food Aficionado, please. Yeah. Were you aware that you can have dessert knew, after I, breakfast? I knew. I've heard of. Is that uh, a normal practice? I've heard of having ice cream on waffles and pancakes. So yeah, I knew no, 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 I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I well, I mean, which the assumption would be that you would have that. Oh boy, I just had this amazing skillet breakfast with yeah. some hash browns, some eggs, some uh, sausage. Excuse me, waiter. <laughs> I like to order a short stack with two scoops of vanilla ice cream, please. The waiter's like, "What the hell? Nobody's ever done that!" Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you just created a new menu item for us. Thank oh you. man. That killed me when that freaking uh, conversation started up. Did I tell you, I once went to this place, uh, I think Midtown, Sacramento, um, for brunch, and I had pancakes, but it had pulled pork on them uh-huh. and like a bourbon glaze. Yeah. Oh, man, was that good. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. <coughs> it was delicious. I mean, it's not that far away from uh, from crepes, really. No. I mean, crepes are like a straight-up dinner food. Yeah. You know? Crepes like, are just... Pretty much a thinner pancake. Right, exactly. And then you have cheese and ham and stuff. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you get the sweet with the pancake and the glaze and the savory with the pulled pork. I was, just, I was just cracking up because there was, for, there was, like, a small group of people, and I'll totally admit that, like, you know, the majority of them, like 70% of them, I'd say, 
were on your side saying, yeah, it could be a side, and that's fine. Um, philosophically, I disagree, but I'm totally fine with it. Um, no, I know I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> but I like that there, there are some people in the comments who hated, who hated that we were having that discussion in the first place. But then the vast majority of them yeah. were just engaging in the conversation. I know. I wonder. <coughs> I, I feel like we 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 bring up debates that people bring up in their daily lives. Yeah. Not about wrestling, just about daily stuff. Like, what role or roles do pancakes uh, serve in breakfast? See, and, the, and as I said in the pre-show, I think through all this, you should be appreciative of the fact that we have discovered that pancakes are a far more versatile breakfast food than waffles or French toast because it could be the focus of the meal yeah. or it could be an accoutrement. And I think that's the positive that can be taken away from all this. Yeah. We should start a podcast on that, crowdfunded through PayPal. Um, yeah. Kind of weird that PayPal, I was thinking about this. Oh, it doesn't do crowdfunding yet? Well, it wouldn't surprise, because I know you can just donate to people on yeah, PayPal. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, have their own service. I'm surprised that they don't have their own side business, yeah. like, with its own facade, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it something, you know, silly. Curd food. Pay them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pay them, exactly. Pay buddy. <laughs> pay buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he can send his money through. Pay buddy. Pay buddy. Hey, pay buddy. Anyways, where's my notes? What is today? It's the seventh, man. You don't need to wait for me. You can just start talking. Oh, this is the 205 Live hosted by Drew Gulak. Yeah. This he kicked great. off the show. He's totally turned to face, you know. Yeah. That's totally happened. Yeah. Because uh, Enzo left him in charge of 205 Live because he was off doing some other business. Exactly. And, and he and gave him the microphone of power? Well, called it? Uh, uh, Gabba Gulak called it that. Yes, that's what I meant. Enzo just happened to leave it there, yeah. and, and Gulak picked it up and called the, I think he called it the microphone of power or leadership, something like that. Um, and in the end, like, we'll, we'll go note for note what happened. But by the end of it, Gulak had kind of not done, you know, he had not led the Zo train to victory in any way, shape, or form. No. Enzo's probably going to come back, give him a lot of guff. Yeah. Gulak's going to win against Rich Swan. He might pick up that cruiserweight title. Entirely possible. If they're setting this Nia Jax thing up with him, I, re- I think that's going to be the case. Could be. On the other hand, they've got this tour coming up, so maybe he'll do double duty. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Enzo, well, I was reading Enzo, I think it was, gonna a, be I think a, it was a, a newsletter today saying how, uh, uh, like, we were the top program in 205 Live will tour with Raw, mm-hmm. like they have been, except for the weekend's. The three in January, and I think the three in February, they have planned. Yeah, to do the house shows is kind of the trial run. Mm-hmm, yeah. So who is champ and wh- whoever he's in the program with will mm-hmm. still do the raw house shows, except for those two weekends. Right, right. I hope those shows do well. And I know the second batch is in February. And I know they're doing a West Coast swing. Ooh, for two hundred five live. I don't know about two hundred five live, but I mean, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. house show here. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Show yeah, is uh, uh, early February. So okay. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be really cool. But they might just be focusing on the Northwest for now. I don't know. I think they're, yeah, because they're, they're focusing on... Oh, sorry, Northeast. Yeah, they're focusing right now on um, venues and air, specific territories, areas that they think they'll have the best shot at getting a hot crowd. Yeah. Um, which is smart. It's interesting they didn't choose Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's not a venue that they... That could be. They really want or, or think will serve their purposes. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. Because Philadelphia typically has a pretty hot crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently the uh, Cody and the Young Bucks are close to deciding on. We're going to talk about that uh, in Dirt Sheet. Okay, I'll shut up then. Uh, Drew Gulak came out and dropped a promo. Um, I love his promos. He was going to give us another. Bye bye presentation. 
Today's our last day of, of shooting for the week, and I was I wasn't pointing anything specifically. Um, my voice is this close to completely giving out. Oh, so I, I got, just felt it in the back of my so throat. So I got to do all the earlier stuff, and so I can't. We still have a bunch of stuff to shoot. Yeah. So, um, anyways, his PowerPoint presentation was uh, interrupted. Did, did not happen because it was interrupted by Cedric Alexander, who, by the way, I am thoroughly invested in his theme song now. I'm totally on board. Okay. With it. Yeah. In the dog, I stand alone. Not the lyrics. Still don't know what he says. No. So Drew Gulak said, in my, you know, in my mind, it's him singing it. Uh, you know, he was supposed to have a match against Cedric, it seemed. He said, uh, you know, being the, 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 essentially the brilliant mind that he is. He's the conductor of the Zo train yes. now for, the, for one night. He thought ahead and he found someone to replace him in this match. Well, he, he said, as a good leader, leaders delegate authority, yes. uh, delegate tasks, and I talked to management, and they let me delegate this match to this man. And it was uh, Noam Dar. Longtime foe of Cedric Alexander's uh, Noam Dar. Yes. And they did a great, perfectly captured TV direction close up on Cedric Alexander when he heard the music and he went, oh. There's some history there. I like yep. that. That's good. Tons of history. Yeah. So Drew, rather than being in the match, took a seat behind the commentary table. Joined Nigel McGuinness was on fire on 205 Live. All the side eye he was giving Vic I Joseph. Love him oh, so it was much. so good. I love him. He's oh. great. Yeah. He's great. Um, so, anyways, uh, the, the the one thing that I really loved about this is you know it's not just that Drew is now conducting the Zoe train for a night. He's staying true to his vision of Drewtopia. Because at one point when Noam Dar had a chance to gain some real solid momentum in the match, he goes up to, I think he's like in the second row. Yeah, he's on his way to the top rope. Right. And, and Drew, Drew gets uh, pitches a fit. Yeah, he, he stands up from commentary, goes over and yells at him, don't go on the top rope. Right. Don't go on the top rope. This distracts Noam Dar. Uh-huh. And that momentary distraction was enough for Cedric to take advantage, kicked him, hit a lumbar check, picked up the win, and no one... In the wrestling universe, as far as I can tell, sells the lumbar check as well as Noam Dar. We've seen him yeah. sell it, do the full leap. Yeah. And this time, once he hit, it looked like he literally lost sensation in his extremities. Great. He just kind of sat there on, on Cedric's uh, shin for a moment yeah. and then just fell over. Oh, it was, it great. was fantastic. Yeah, it was every awesome. time he sells it, he sells it a little bit differently and it's brilliant every time. He saw that football hit and was like, oh, I'm going to try doing a... That's so messed up, man. Stinger. He's fine now. Well, he's not fine. No, he's not fine. But he's getting better. Yeah, he's, so he's moving down surgery. There. Oh, he did? He yeah, did surgery? Yeah, for uh, spinal stabilization. Oh, okay. So hopefully Ryan Shazier, I think is his name. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be fine. Hopefully. He'll be good. I don't know if he'll be playing football anytime soon. Probably not. Maybe not, not ever again. But oh, God. Hopefully he, he has a, a, a long, healthy life ahead of him. I agree. Um... Next was <laughs> Mustafa Ali. Right. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. Was that joke out of hand? Was that was that out of hand? Was that an out of line joke of mine? Oh, the Noam Dar selling it like the football player guy. It's all good, man. Demonetized. Uh, Mustafa Ali, Akira Tozawa, and Rich Swan were backstage, just kind of joking around a little bit, clowning around. Yeah, um, and then uh, Dasha. Entered the room, pulled Rick aside for an interview. She's been a lot better lately. Yeah, she has. She's found a good stride. And uh, Rich was talking about his match tonight, but more so talking about uh, the fact that he's going to beat Drew Gulak on Raw next week and beat Enzo and be the two-time Cruiserweight champion. Not going to happen. The much better story is Drew Gulak. Yeah. Rich Swan has been putting on some amazing performances the last two he months. He really has. And he's really been a focus of Enzo of late. So... Unless they're going to pretty quickly, if Drew wins, 
the title, quickly pivot to Enzo, Rich Swan, and then Drew, Cedric Alexander, mm-hmm. because they're laying the groundwork for both those feuds. Yeah, that could be. I like not knowing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I just think, man, I think we're such a great story. I mean, either way, but I really love the idea of, of Drew turning, because I think he could be a really hot face. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next, uh, Brian Kendrick versus Grand Metalik. Whoa. Oh, Grand Metalik did a promo? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those uh, picture-in-picture ones. In Espanol, yep. por favor. Sí. Muy, muy bueno. El ídolo. Hold on, we'll get to that later. La sombra. Um, the I love, dude. I will. I can. I can watch any Grand Metal League match. I, yeah. I am in love with Grand Metal League. Yeah. I think he's great. He's so fantastic. There's the things that like nobody is able to take the ring and paint a picture quite like the way he does because he uses every little bit of the ring to be as interesting as possible. Yes, absolutely great. But he lost. Yeah, he lost. Brian Kendrick won with the captain's hook. Yep. Um. Next. Good up. match though. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Next see. up, we had Tony Nice, Noam Dar, and Arya Davari backstage. Drew Gulak was painting a metaphor using the Justice League. Yes. Um, you know, and he said... He was Batman. He, he got to be a Batman. Enzo was Superman. Um, uh, Tony Nice was Aquaman, for obvious reasons. He kind of looks yeah. ish yeah, a little bit. Noam Dar was the Flash. Yeah. And then uh, the, a great little bit, he called Davari Wonder Woman. Yeah. And he quickly took offense to it. And then he said, why am I Wonder Woman? And he says, because you're a fierce warrior and you have impeccable fashion sense. And then he seemed very satisfied with that. As he's counting a stack of $100 bills. That's great. That's great. Oh, I love Davari. He's great. All these guys are so good. I, I like, know. I mean, I do believe that an infusion of talent is necessary. Mm-hmm. But the core four faces, four heels that they have. Minus Enzo. Oh, are all great. Are all great. They're all fantastic, and they all have, at this point by now, and I think that may be one reason why Rich Swan is having these killer matches, because fighting the same people over and over again, you have to develop like a second language, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like a, like, or a second nature. Yeah, you get some chemistry developed with people. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, Tony Neese, uh was Rich Swan's opponent for the night. And wow, yeah, stellar stuff. Oh, it was fantastic. I loved when, uh, so uh, Cedric is down there. Yeah. He comes down. And uh, what's his face? Tony Nese puts uh, Swan in the tree of woe to do his, like, ab workout thing. And he says, he says, here, watch this. Maybe this way you'll get some abs. He goes down there and he does it. I know. I love this trash talk. Tony Nese is great. Tony Nese could easily just be the body guy. I know. But he's got, he does have a lot of charisma. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was a really fun match. And I think Cedric told uh, Tony Nese, I don't know if it was that point, but definitely one. Stop running your mouth, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good, good stuff. Really good. Um, so Rich Swan went over with the Phoenix Splash. After the match, uh, Davari and Noam Dar came down the ring. The Zoe train surrounds uh, uh, Rich Swan. Well, he called him out via his And Cedric Alexander. Yeah, 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 yeah. Siren on his megaphone. Um, Tazawa and Mustafa Ali come out to make the save. Mm-hmm. Face to stand tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, even in, while attempting to to beat down the faces, Drew Gulak managed to fail. Yeah, this is this whole episode is about Drew Gulak's failings as a leader of the Zo Train. Uh, a pivotal episode, I think. Pivotal plot yeah. point. Here. Yeah, yeah. So this might be a turn in the tide of his relationship with Enzo More. Could be. I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes. Yes. Fun episode. Fun episode. No Enzo. Fun up. Fun episode. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, let's see here. Next up. Ooh. El Idolo. NXT. Where's that guitar of yours, man? Let's get some, man, Spani- that, that, some Spanish guitar that, going. That opening solo is way too fast for me. Oh, it's great, You think man. Elias can play that opening solo? Yes. No. Spoiler alert. He did. No, I don't think that he did. I found out. Oh. My sources. Silence yourself. Say. Silence. Elias played that. Now your mind's blown. Yep. El Idolo. Tranquilo. What is that you're doing now? Oh, yeah, just give me Tranquilo. Tranquilo. <laughs> oh, man. So we kick off with a bit of a swerve, Larson. William Regal's in his office delivering the sitting same. Sitting on his desk like he always does. <laughs> sitting, sitting on his desk looking 5'7", when in fact he's like 6'2". Um, and he let us know. Well, he said now that uh, Drew McIntyre is hurt. Yeah. The new, new number one contender for right. the NXT title. So they're going to set up. A tournament of sorts culminating in a fatal four-way winner of that match be number one contender. However, Velveteen Dream was announced for this tournament, but due to an injury suffered at TakeOver in his match against Aleister Black, he will not be able to participate. Okay. So, it was after TakeOver that we got that... Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Was that just to swerve the spoilers? I think it was probably just to swerve the spoilers because it did get all of, you know, NXT Twitter... Yeah. Up in a huff, like, wait a second. But then a lot of people are just saying, Tranquilo. Tranquilo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, like, for those of you who don't realize, before we roll, I was like, before we rolled today, I was like, what the hell do they say at the beginning of that freaking Alma song? Because I want to say it. And then I looked it up, and it's, El Idolo. <laughs> it's the idol, El Idolo. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, I think they just did that to swerve people. Could be. Um, and then I like the little, I like the little like graphic, the little empty vacant oh, graphic yeah, wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks it like, like a street. It looks like Guile or something. I'll say it looks like uh, Brian Cage. Yeah, I know exactly, but like cartoony. Yeah. Um, the silhouette they have for a mystery wrestler. So very exciting. We're getting a what four qualifying matches uh-huh. to lead into a fatal four way. Yeah. Um, kicking off with, well, first we kicked off the episode with Andrade Almas Championship Celebration. Ah, oh, the belt's over oh, there. Over there. I love you know what? This is our podcast. I can do what I want. Tranquilo, Steve. So he comes out with Zelina Vega. He comes out with a title. Looking like a million bucks. Looking he looks like great. Looking like a million bucks, and then he's trying to figure out how to raise it. And he looks at it once. Finally, he gets it up correct. Yeah. Anyway, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's won titles all over. Maybe that was just maybe that was really heavy. You'd th- he's been on Instagram like literally sleeping with it. You'd think he'd know like exactly how to maybe handle it. Nerves at point. It could just be nerves. Andrade San Elmas doesn't suffer from nerves, Lars. Well, give me a break. He might not telegraph Tranquilo. it. Tranquilo. Tranquilo. He backstage, tell himself he's a little nervous. Got some butterflies. If I came out. To a song that kicked off with El Idolo! I would never have nerves. But what does the song say in it, though? Tranquilo. It does say Tranquilo. It does say t- Anyways, Tranquilo. The old belt, not the new belt. Yep. So he comes out. Uh, Zelina Vega talks first. Yep. Um, he grabs the mic. Does a lot of screaming, saying, I told you so, I told you so. Oh, I said I'd great. Do it, I said I'd do it. I swear, like, he was on the verge of just of doing the whole F you, F you, F you, you're cool thing. Because he was screaming, I'm the champion. He was screaming stuff in Spanish. He was just screaming a lot. It was awesome. Yeah. At, what, at no point, though, I don't think he ever actually said, um, what would it be? S-N-X-T de Almas. He never said, this is my NXT. 
Because I thought that was kind of the thing. When you mm-hmm. get the title, you're supposed to say, this is now my NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so that's what Bobby Roode established. Yeah. Uh, Drew kind of said that. Kind of a little bit, yeah. He said he was going to change it. I feel like, didn't Joe, did Joe ever said that? I don't remember. No? I don't know. When, if Adam Cole ever gets that belt, I mean, that's oh, already his thing. It. Yeah. It's like we're reshaping NXT. That's yeah. Undisputed Era's we thing. Shocked. I can't wait till we get to talk about that. We oh, yeah. Shocked the system. I thought that was great. I love how he delivers promos. He seems so comfortable and natural. He's great. But it's a, little te- it's, it's, it's a little hint of cheesiness, too. I think it really pushes over the, the top. cheesiness is so great. I love it. Anyway, so yeah, we had just, it was a big championship celebration for El Idolo, and, uh, and then it was done. Next up, we had, I love these press conferences. Oh, they're great. Because this said, Lars, Lars, the, the, the Lars. dude, the dude on his iPhone, the person on their iPhone. Was recording. Recording. It was actually recording. Both this this and the press conference with Ember Moose. I like the giant shotgun mic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a shotgun mic. Well, you can use it like that. We have used it like yeah. that before. But usually if you have a shotgun mic, it's because it's attached to a boom pole. You're either doing this. Maybe there's a dude six feet away that's holding a boom pole up. Right here. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Um, anyways. Lars Sullivan's a great promo. He is. He's got that great lisp. Yeah. That is, and what did you say he looks like? No, I said it's not just looks like. It's, it's during this press conference, conference, it reminded me of someone David Fincher might cast as yeah. a serial killer suspect in one of his movies. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I, did, yeah. I, had, I had just seen, uh, or just started watching uh, Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Yeah. And uh, in that show, the, the main guy, I forgot his name, talks to Ed Kemper. Okay. And that guy is, he's like 6'9, 280 pounds. And he's very well spoken. Yeah. And I, when Lars Sullivan was talking, because we've seen Lars Sullivan between his promos and uh, his Twitter, he's a very well spoken individual. Yeah. And just kind of, it was just like a slight resemblance. Well, no, it's the same thing about the guy they cast to be the lead suspect in the Zodiac movie. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah it's yeah, like yeah. him. Yeah. Big, soft spoken, well spoken guy. And that was Lars Sullivan. What exactly did he say again? He, he was talking a, about his, his him being a participant in this whole tournament. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, man. I love, I love when he talks to Greg. The, the greatest reveal, too was when he was done with the press conference. So he's got a tap-out shirt on, right? Yeah, yeah, but he's Oh, he turns around. He's got his trunks on. He turns around. He starts to walk away. And you realize he's sitting there with his little tiny he's, trunks he's on. He's got his trunks on. Oh, it was great. That was awesome. Oh, I love NXT so much. It's always just a freaking pile of joy for me. It really is. <laughs> little details. It's the little details, man. He's just standing out there with his big old thighs in the wind. I know. Anyways. Next, Trent Seven. Steve, if he were a wrestler and had a beard. I'd be Trent Seven, man. Took on Killian You know, I, to be honest with you, I, I need a couple more stakes in me, though, because that boiler is getting pretty big on Trent Seven. But he seems like the happiest dude in the oh, land. Yeah. When, you, when you literally walk around like this, strutting like this, and then slow roll. The slow roll. And then when him and the, the, the other kid, Tyler Bates, together, and they do the jacket. Oh, I know. Like they bare their chest and thrust it outward. It's so great. It's so manly. <laughs> I loved Why don't they push him more? I love I Killian. I love Big Damo. Don't get me wrong, but God dang it. Trent Seven is nothing but charisma, dude. I know. He lo- He's so old-timey. He looks so old-timey. I know. Like, I imagine this is how all the old-timey guys look. Big old boilers. I know. He's great. Walking the ring like this. Slow roll. Oh, it's so, I mean, that's how Popeye walks, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't Popeye walk yeah. like that? Or Bluto, somebody like that. Uh, good match, too. Uh, Trent's oh, a fantastic match. Tons of charisma. Reasonably super, athletic. He's, yeah, he's athletic, he's too. He's reasonably he's, athletic, yeah. I mean, that's, we're living in an age when hosses fly, man. Yeah, I mean, just look at Damo. Damo at the at War Games. Yeah. 
coming to doing coast, coast, coast to coast. Crazy stuff. Back in the day, it was RVD and Shane, and that was I know, it. I know. Now oh, it seems like everybody can do oh, it. It's freaking demo. Uh, Trent Seven hit two or one rainmaker. Tried for another. Yeah. Uh, Killian Dane ended up going over. Mm-hmm. We didn't see a coast to coast, unfortunately, but he won with a Vader bomb. Yeah. He didn't do a one wing angel this time. Yeah. I wonder if he's getting away from doing that as his finisher. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I love this match. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Next up, we had. Oh, yeah. And they're hanging out on that cheesy. Oh, yeah. And they did that at the end. Yeah. Crap. What is this? Something like that. I think you got it backwards, maybe. Undisputed. Oh, you got it right. Sorry. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, they're hanging out on some piece of, like, set. They're hanging out. Oh, I love it. it. It was like a piece. It didn't even. They didn't. It looked like it looked like a playground. <laughs> it wasn't even. It did. It's like the freaking West Side Story. They're like yeah. a gang. A oh, mini I love gang it. From the West Side. I story. love it. It's all great. It's yeah. so good. Have you, Adam Cole is so comfortable. He's so convincing. Yeah. I want to hear him read the phone book. Have you noticed the? Because mo- I think he can make it riveting. I know. Have you noticed the most joy we get doing these recaps is NXT? I know. And usually it's talking about Undisputed Era. There's so much joy to be had there. I know. Because, so it's like, I want to say it's like Chain Link Fence, but it's a section no, of No, no, no. It's not Chain Link it Fence. It wasn't? It, it literally looked like a piece of, of, a, of a, a playground from a park. You know where you have the, the bars where you can, I don't know what they're called, but you do this? Monkey bars. Yeah, I guess so. But it looked like that. But Wait, it had a curve to it. The ones that go like this are monkey bars. Yeah. Are you talking about something else? No, no, no. I want to go across. But this, right. what he was what he was kind of holding on to had a look like a curve to it. Oh, it's so great. It's but so I, well, I, don't, I don't remember any chain link fence involved. Okay. No, that, that, no that, that might have just been me. You know, but I it know, reminded me of monkey anymore. bars, yeah. Um, so he's, he's standing up and kind of has his arms raised holding on to it. Yeah, right, right. right. Whereas Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, I guess, were sitting. Like, yeah, yeah, they were sitting or kneeling or and something. Then, uh, and then Bobby Fish was like had his mouthpiece in his hand. And you expect somebody like a nerdlinger to walk by and then toss out some like, hey, nerdlinger, like some very innocent 50s yeah, yeah, type yeah, yeah. phrases. This whole thing felt very much like a high school theater production. And I'm not saying that as an <laughs> but insult. But it was so cool. It was awesome. It was great, man. So Adam Cole is talking about how they're there to, to shock the system, take over NXT. Oh, they can't get enough of that phrase. It's great. Oh, I know. At, at War Games... We sh- oh, you're right. Look at that. Yeah, okay. It look, kind of looks like monkey bars. A little bit. It looks like a piece of set. Yeah. But in the he's, in their where- he's in the NXT warehouse. And look, he's got his trunks on, too. Yeah. They probably <laughs> shot this right before he had his match. I know, exactly. He's like, at War Games, we shocked the system. And not only that, we won the most brutal match in NXT history. Yeah. But he, he Adam Cole just has a, such a perfect combination of believability. Yeah. Comfortability, yeah, with just the right amount of cheesiness. Oh, I know, it's so great. The Kyle O'Reilly. There's, there's, it's like they're nerds, but not because they're. Can, they, come on, look at them. They're nerds. They're cool nerds. They're cool nerds. They're cool nerds. <laughs> oh, it's man. great. I loved every second of it. And then they ended the promo because he talked about he's gonna be taking on Alistair Black and yeah. they're fail yeah, for in the promo growing up. They're, and it's just a massive like oh, hands with way. fingers everywhere. Yeah. I'm not even sure they all got it right. This is you see so many hands and I fingers know. all I over know. the place. It was great. It's such an awkward gang sign. Next to the main event, probably the highlight of the show for me. Uh, what was uh, next? Next we had Ruby Riot against oh. Sonia Deville. <laughs> Thank you for doing it properly, Ruby Riot. Um, yeah, man, how cool is this? Sonia Deville picked up a win. I know that's good. She's getting. Uh, much improved in the ring. I like her offense. It's crisp. It seems stiff. Yeah. It's convincing. No, it's great. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Ruby Riot's great. Uh huh. Great spot where she did that suicide dive to the outside. Yeah, that was cool. And Tope Consublo. Uh, Tope Son something. Tope Suicida. Son Suicida? Something like that. Okay, because I know there's a son in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, when they go to the top rope, it's Tope Conhilo. Um, and then, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Morrow said Sonya Deville is part of the new faction, Absolution. Oh, he said Absolution? Small thing. I just cut because I watched it twice, man. That's how ah. much I love the next team. Oh, okay. Watched it this morning while I was putting together those Frendo care packages. Um, Sonya Deville went over. One, as Ruby Riot was trying to get back in the ring, she kicked her in the head, put her in a triangle. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Riot passed out. No, I liked it. I liked the finish. I liked the story that they told with the ankle and all that kind of stuff. They did that elongated spot where she was in the ankle and then the, had the ankle lock going, and then uh, she like got to the ropes, but it didn't matter because it was like was it has no holds barred. Yeah, it has no holds barred. No yeah. DQ, so yeah. no rope break. So no, it was all good stuff. It was really good stuff. Next, another press conference this time with Ember Moon. I cannot get enough of the iconic duo. They're great. I cannot get enough of the iconic duo. Their sense of comedic timing. The faces, especially that Billy Kay makes, are absolutely hilarious. Um, so anyway, they were asking Ember Moon, God bless her soul. Um, They're asking her, you know, what is it like now to be champion or something? She was like, my goal now is the same as it's ever been. Be the best NXT Women's, NXT champion, women's of all champion of all time. You've already had, you've already taken losses in your time during NXT, Ember Moon. That's not going to happen because it's always going to be Asuka. Well, someone could still have goals. Spoiler man. alert. You still have goals. She should say, my my goal is going to be to be the second best NXT Women's Champion of all time. But what if, even if she has taken losses, if she holds that belt longer? This is a hypothetical. Longer yeah. than Asuka. Sure. So even if along the way she eats losses. No, I'm saying even though she has eaten losses. What yeah. if for the next two years yeah. she holds that belt? Yeah. Well, I feel it's, it's still kind of a fail because she hasn't gone up to main roster yet. Oh, yeah. Well, she goes to Maine while still NXT Women's Champion. Uh-huh. And still doesn't lose. Continue. And captures both SmackDown, SmackDown and Raw's Women's Championships. Continue. After what she does well, all what, that what else? in the next two years. No, still not And there. then gets inducted into WWE Hall of Fame, main event WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, buys Impact. <laughs> <laughs> there. Okay. Then she'll be the greatest NXT Women's Champion of all time. Buys Impact. As long as she buys Impact. Um, anyways, the iconic duo roll up on her, and Billy Kay says, Peyton and Billy here from the iconic... Times. <laughs> Anyways, Ember Moon says, uh, which one of you guys wants to fight me? And they both said week? they both said me. And they both said me. And they go like, What do you I thought I thought he was gonna say it. it was great. It, it was, was just comedically, it was fan like it's not just wrestling good, it's actually good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes things are just actually good. Um and then, uh, and so they figure out, Peyton Royce says very diplomatically, I feel like I've got some unfinished business. Billy Kay says, okay, just leave a little bit for me. I'll finish her off. Yeah. And they said, okay. And then, uh, and then they look at the press and they just go, eh. yeah, that was great. It was Billy great. Kay's facial expressions crack me up, dude. They're so good. Uh, next up, uh, Rockstar Spud's coming. No, Shayna Baszler, man. When I saw that silhouette, I was like, oh man, they're bringing Rockstar Spud into NXT instead of 205 Live. That's cool. Oh, spades. Rockstar spade, right? Oh, that's the queen of spades. That's Shayna Baszler. Okay. Yeah, that was my thought process right there. That's cool, too, though. That's good. Finally, yeah. we get uh, some promos. Soon, Shayna Baszler is going to be coming soon. Yeah. So good. That'll be good. Shayna Baszler? Shayna Baszler. Which one? Shayna, Shayna Baszler? Sure. I think it's Shayna. Yeah, I think so, I always too. have to remember the Y's there. Yeah. I just want to say Shauna. No, it's Shayna. Shayna. Shayna Baszler. I'll get it. Anyways, 
Next up, we have like a freaking match of the year. Candidate. Oh man, what was up with this match? It was fantastic. Holy crap! The only way it could have been improved is if Ono didn't tap out so soon. He tapped out kind of quick. Yeah, yeah. I felt like there should have been more drama with the finish, but otherwise, it was a near perfect match. Did you see when Cassisono flew? Yeah. from one side of the ring to the next, and like delivered that elbow to the back of the head of yeah. Gargano. Yeah. Holy moly! Ono did a the Rich Swan thing where he did a he did a, a, a flip. I know. Again, hosses are flying, man. If I tried to do that, oh my god, I'd kill oh, myself. You'd destroy both your knees. Absolutely. Throw out your back. Oh, too. it'd be my back. Yeah, my knees would be fine. My back would be. Oh my god. I can't. Cassius Ono knows. Like even just something as simple as this block of Gargano's uh, slingshot spear. Yeah. Was so well timed. Yeah, I know. He's so crisp. He I know. seems to whether it's him or the agents booking these match. Matches mm-hmm. finds out creative ways. It seems like to reverse people's moves or Absolutely, counter people's yeah. moves. It's good stuff. It's great yeah. storytelling. And Johnny Gargano is the same way. And it's no surprise, I guess, when you get two guys who are ring generals in the ring together mm-hmm. that they put on something really stellar. Yeah, a lot of drama, a lot of near falls where Gargano just kept kicking out, no matter how much punishment Ono would deliver to him. At what point Ono, when Gargano was like kind of a draped over the ropes, went up to him and was like, "Just stop." I know. Just stop. That was great. And then Gargano did this. Ono just kicked the hell out of him. Off the ropes, off Dude, the apron. That looks stiff oh. as crap, too. That looks stiff as crap. And then, of course, <coughs> instead of see if it was me, I'd have just laid back in the ring then. I mean, like, let's see if we can get a count out of here or something. Yeah. But then Ono kept on the offensive, went out there, and that was a mistake. Yeah. Then it came back in, and he ended up tapping out. He did like, what was it, like a hunter takedown into a Gargano escape. Yeah. And yeah, Odo tapped pretty quickly. It would have been great if he, there was just a little more drama involved with that finish. I mean, Gargano isn't like a million bucks on the mic, but God dang, his wrestling oh, he's skills. Stellar in the I'm ring, not man. sure if he can be like a Daniel Bryan type guy. But if he if they just have the thing where he can kick out of whatever you give him, yeah. holy crap. And whatever whatever they have planned for Ciampa and him, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be so flipping I'm telling good. you, man, they're going to have this title match, and it's going to seem like Gargano's going to win. Out comes Ciampa, cost him the title, that's going to kickstart their feud again. Would you prefer that, or would you prefer him actually win? I mean, I'd hate for Almas to be a transitional champion, yeah. and that would make him that. Yes. I kind of feel like I might prefer him winning the title, feeling all, you know, but his one kryptonite is Ciampa, and he comes out, and it really messes with the champion's head. Because at that point, he's just a little kid again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was kind of the image he had of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was, you know, trying to... Oh, that was the, the, the heartbreaking so swerve. I know. I know. I think it'd be great if he's on, literally, like, top of the world. Like, he didn't get screwed out of it. Top of the world. Because think about it. Ciampa might want him to, to have that title. So he can have it. So then he can have it, and he knows he's got his number. Could be. I'd like that. I don't think they're going to do it. They're probably going to do what you're saying. Yeah. But I think it'd be fantastic. Almost can be a transitional champ. Bring him up to Maine. Have him yell at everybody. El Idolo! Time for questions. Tranquilo. Tranquilo. Here we go. Do, 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 do. Questions. Sexton Hardcastle. Do you guys think we need more weight-related titles as in middleweight, lightweight, or super heavyweight? No. Um, Got the right number of, of titles. Like, we don't need a welterweight champion in WWE. We don't need a heavyweight, flyweight, light heavyweight. You don't want, like, a super heavyweight? No. Who would, who would let's see, be Braun? Be Kane. Braun, Brock, Kane. Would, how tall is Damo? I don't know. I don't think he's that tall. I don't think so. He's probably around six feet, six one, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, they could do the thing where they just call him like you know super heavyweight. Yeah, they could, they will they will call him super heavyweight. Budget. No, four. I'm I'm fine with. Uh, is he really six four? Six four. He's only thirty two. Holy crap! And three twenty two. That's all right. That's super heavyweight. Tall glass of water. Yeah, man. Look at those big undies that he has on. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, so no, I like I like just having a heavyweight title, a cruiserweight title, and that's it. Yeah, I'm fine. That's my that. preference. I'm fine with that. Uh, Wilkin Minato, if Drew Gulak faces Enzo, does this mean we're going to see a Drew face turn, and does he win the title? Yes, yes, entirely yes. possible. I think that's possible. I think it'd be hot if they did that. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, oh. Perfect question to segue into the title of this episode. Um, if NXT, this is from uh, Joshua the Dynamic Knight Martinez. If NXT on USA Network becomes a thing, will they keep NXT on the WWE Network too or replace it with something else? Maybe move 205 Live into its spot or the UK show. So, uh, next week, yes. it's going to be WWE Week on the USA Network. So, we have Raw on Monday, SmackDown Tuesday, NXT on Wednesday, Tribute to the Troops on Thursday. Uh-huh. And then Journey Two, Journey to the Center of the Earth Two, with, yeah, the Rock movie with the Rise. But then the Charlotte's in Psych the movie. Oh, that's, that's on right. Thursday okay. after Tribute to the Troops. Okay, cool, right on. So it's a full week of, and I think the the Luke Harper episode of Damnation. That's right. Week too. I've been watching Damnation. You told me that. Yeah, yeah. Lots to make fun of. Um, I'm guessing NXT. And I, Karen says here as a response that it's just a one off. Mm, yeah, it is. But it could be, potentially, if it does really well in the ratings, could be maybe a, a litmus test of... Oh, I think that's exactly what it is. I, I think on USA it would not surprise me at all if... I'm not going to say the entire reason they're doing WWE Week, but one of the major reasons they're doing... They're putting NXT on is... you got to figure... USA is paying WWE a lot of money every year, $160 million a year. They got a new deal coming up. They're currently in talks because they have, like, the first right of refusal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Until <coughs> next spring. You got to figure, USA might be thinking, well, we can give you the kind of money that you're looking for, maybe a slight bump from what you got, even though, you know, it's not like they're making their money back on it. But they do have the prestige of saying, we have the most highly rated show on cable or whatever, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We need something else to justify kicking in more money. Mm -hmm. So if NXT can be a Wednesday show that gets half the ratings yeah. that Raw does, it's still pretty good. Yeah. It's still pretty good. I think yeah, I mean, one, one, or so. one and a half million. I don't know how that matches up with anything else, but I'd imagine it'd be pretty. I imagine it'd probably do better than a rerun of Modern Family. Yeah, probably. Or whatever they have running on Wednesday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grizzly or whatever. Yeah. Um, you got to figure that, hey, WWE has this amazing product. Why don't we test it out? I'm not optimistic that the numbers would be all that great because I think personalities sell the show. And NXT's thing is they're not personalities yet to a mainstream audience. Yeah. So you're not going to see John Cena showing up to pop ratings. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to see that. No. Um, so I think it's a really, really interesting experiment. Um, I would I would imagine if it lands on the USA Network... Chances are it'd be under the same deal that they have with Raw and SmackDown. You'd probably you already get it on Hulu. Um, and 30 days later, you get it on the network. Right, exactly. So that would probably be the deal. But then, they, yeah, they could it, it, move 205 Live to that spot, the Wednesday spot. Um, yeah, sure. Especially if they have any designs, you know, uh, based on how it's received during the uh, 205 Live event. Yeah, the live shows. If the response in the smaller venue is better than what they're getting shooting it after SmackDown. Uh-huh. Maybe a completely revamp how the show is produced. Yeah. 
but doing it, smaller venues and put it on Wednesday. Because it could easily fill the NXT-type role. Oh, yeah, sure. Easily. No, but I, I, I guarantee that there, there's a reason they're putting... I mean, because, they, dude, they could have put, like, a ride-along or a dinner for three or any number of other uh, WWE pro shows... Um, that actually spotlights the people that you see on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. But they're electing to put NXT there. There is a reason for that. Oh, yeah, I guarantee yeah, yeah. you it's to see how it's going to play out um, and help with these negotiations. High Fly Kagan. High Fly Kagan. Two-time patron, fourth-time questioner. Oh, I like uh, Anyway, Hiroshi Tanahashi is his favorite wrestler of all time. Oh, interesting. Uh, for a number of reasons, but one of the weirdest is just because he makes me smile whenever he's in the ring. Yeah, no he does that to me, too. Yeah, he does that to me, too. What are your guys' favorite wrestlers, sorry, who make you smile no matter what they're doing? Oh, wow. These days, Drew Gulak. Yeah. Like, these days, Drew Gulak. I think, uh, historically. Um, I think this Daniel is a, Bryan. This is a, yeah, great answer. I, I've been telling you this off camera. I've been watching, or I watched the first segment of the very first NXT when he was doing his thing with The Miz. He was already light years ahead of the Miz in the promo department. He was so comfortable immediately in front of ten thousand people. It was he was great yeah. immediately. Yeah, he was so great immediately. Yeah, what ten years out on the international scene? Yeah. yeah. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. CM Punk finds insulting. Power rank. Power rank. Oh, this isn't working. Yeah, I know this isn't working now. That's a bummer. Two hundred five live NXT wrestlers who need to be woken. Woken. Imagine uh, Woken Noam Dar. That'd be so weird. I like it, though. Woken Tony Nese. <laughs> That's what I want to see, Woken Tony Nese. Actually, Rich Swan seems like he'd be kind of a weird, a, a crazy kind of character in the Woken universe. Um, I might see Enzo. Woken Roderick Strong. <laughs> That's that was perfect. That's great. I want to see uh, <laughs> Alistair yeah. Black. I want to see Alistair Black try not to laugh, try to be all oh, stoic and stuff. Uh, that guy, how do you think the casual fans will react to seeing Adeo Atami hit a GTS for the first time on live TV? Um, do you think there will be any CM Punk chants? You know what? I, was, I, I really pay attention to the video package they rolled. Did they show any GTS? No. Oh, interesting. They did uh, his running knee, uh-huh. Dana Bryan. But he adopted as the knee plus, but they did not show a GTS. I would hazard a guess that uh, he'll bust it out at pay-per-views, but not on 205 Live. They'll tease. Yeah, right. They'll tease it, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't even show any footage of him, te- you know, like setting up for the GTS. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Like if they want to, you know, get a, a people who aren't aware of who he is invested or interested in him, show all that move. Man, it's been... Two years now, CM Punk? Longer than that. Three years. Three years? I think it's 2014. Well, it was early 2014, wasn't it? I think so. And we're coming up on early 2018. Oh, so it was four years. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, two of those years he spent training for UFC. To get his face bashed. And <laughs> to get married, dude. Hey, he's got a blue belt now, though. Sounds good. It's true. Um, Karen, Karan, you're not me. Hey, Borbin. If you two were both pro wrestlers, what would be your tag team name and your finishing move? Now, you know, it's been a while since we answered this question. We used to get this question every once in a while. What's our tag team name? Nowadays, yeah. Well, in the Indies, it'd be the Ish Twins. Yeah, the Shit Twins. We're not going to get a demonetized. We'll see. We'll be fine. If we do, we know what to blame. 
No, YouTube's weird algorithm. I agree with that. Not my saying S. Yeah, I think it is. Um, because long ago, when we first started doing 10 for the win, yeah. someone called us that. All right. Thought it was funny, and we kind of adopted it. Yeah. So uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel are now TM61. Yeah. They couldn't bring that in because apparently it was like a faction of still guys doing that. Um, we come in. Triple H says, yeah, we're going to have to change that name. I find it funny you guys have been able to make, use that name on the indie circuit, but this is the big league guy. You're in NXT now. What are you guys going to rename we yourselves? Can't, we can't be Ish Twins? That's an Uso thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the uh, Teaming in Raw. <laughs> tagging in Raw. How about F Content? Okay. It's kind of weird. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many people out there remember F Content. Yeah, I don't know either. F-content. What what was even the, the etymology of that joke? What was the origin? Oh, I don't know. F content. Maybe we were talking about like the uh, <laughs> sexual F- situation. F obviously stands for you know the F word. Yeah. <coughs> and so we didn't want to. I don't know. We thought it was funnier to not say it. <laughs> so it F is content. funny. It, it is, is funnier. Say. It's funnier F to content to yes to say that. Yeah. This is F, what, this is F content. <laughs> what was you know? I put an adjective before that to. I know. I'm trying to remember what it was. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah, well, exclusive yeah. F we did like a behind-the-scenes series of videos called yeah. Exclusive. We have exclusive F content. Yeah. Tommy T. Hey, friendos. My question is, what are some flaws you guys notice about your favorite wrestlers? For example, Tommy T. loves Seth Rollins, but he's not that good at storytelling in the ring. He never sells a body part for long after his opponent targets it, like in his WrestleMania match with Triple H. Okay. All right. Fair That's enough. kind of a, a, a big problem with one of your favorite wrestlers. They're not good at storytelling. <laughs> oh man! <coughs> you know I like CM Punk. Go ahead. He just wasn't terribly athletic. He's not a really athletic guy. No, he's not. But that doesn't bother me at all because he never. I never felt like that was a prereq. For me, that's not. For see, me, I, that's I, not on my list of priorities. See, but I feel like for a wrestler of his size, a decent level of athleticism would help you define his size. Because oh. he was, like, very average height. Yeah, that's what I mean. He was very average. Yeah, okay. yeah. If you're going to compete in a land of monsters, like with Kane and such, yeah. you need to have an obvious advantage. Oh, his thing was grit and heart, though, man. And technical prowess, but not as a heel. Anyways, question is... Well, he cheated the heel, though. Yeah, a flaw, and that yeah. was it for me. Is like Okay. And, like, whenever he pulled his shots, it wasn't really convincing. Okay. Like, All his right. kicks seemed weak. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I never really noticed that, but, I mean, that could be. Um, good point. Oh, God, I don't know. Okay, so I always wanted to say, and I know, like, one of my favorite matches is his WrestleMania 28 match and then his his Mania series, like, with uh, HBK, with Flair, with... Uh, Undertaker? Yeah, Undertaker. But beyond that, I've never geeked out to be like, man, I really want to watch an Undertaker match. It's always because of the other guy. It's because of Flair. It's because of HBK. It's because of Triple H. It's because, yeah, HBK again is the first Hell in a Cell. Yeah. But it's never like, I don't know what he does to make it all that good. I don't think he does anything besides a lot of lumbering around. He does the cool He does the cool theatric stuff, yeah, obviously. I mean, he used to jump over the top rope. That was neat. Yeah, that was cool. And then you see him land on his, on his head when Domino was supposed to catch him. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's terrifying. Yeah. So, I mean, Undertaker, I don't know. I mean, he's always like, you know, wow, yeah, Undertaker. But at the same time, like, he doesn't really do much, does he? The last ride was 
The last ride was impressive because, man, he got him yeah, way up there. Yeah, him up. But then after a little while, you're like, God, what is he doing to his knees? I know. And on top of that, he's throwing that guy down from a really high height. I know. <laughs> well, then you see Kota Ibushi do it. And oh, yeah. He's not doing it to people I would imagine the same size as yeah. the guy Undertaker was doing it to. Yeah. But you see Kota Ibushi, who's nowhere near the size Undertaker, do it relatively effortlessly. Yeah. And it kind of minimizes, I feel like, the, the, the how impressive the last ride as performed by the Undertaker really was. Me and Evald used to make fun of Shawn Michaels when he came back because he some of his like design aesthetic was so nerdy. Oh, yeah. But like, that was always had, the case. He had that... No. When he was, Before he left, or before he retired, he looked really cool. I mean, there was the period, like, in 95... His merch, his 90, merch was always... His merch was terrible. Nerdy. That's okay, when he, when he wore, like, the weird cap, like, the dri- what was, like the, the limo driver's cap... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...and the, like, circle of Lennon glasses. Yeah. You're right. That's terrible. But then a little bit after that, he was kind of cool, you know? We the turned heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, we turned heel. Yeah, that was fun. That stuff was neat. But then when he came back, he had, like, the bob haircut. Oh, I know. And he was, like, super balding after, which you can't do anything about. But the bob haircut didn't help at all. Oh, I agree with that. Um, he wore, like, I remember he wore jeans to his first match back. Because it was a street fight. Yeah. You wear jeans. That's I get that. But then, like, I think on the outside of the jeans, he, jeans, he still had, like, his accoutrements. I don't yeah. know. It was just a mess. It was a goofy mess. Anyways. Anyways. I'm trying to think of something about what, was there anything about Austin that you didn't like? That bugged you. I actually don't think there was, except for his his jean shorts were a little too short sometimes. Yeah, they were like mid thigh. But at the day, but back in the day, that didn't bother me. In hindsight, it does. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, it didn't really. Well, that's bother a minor me complaint. It doesn't really affect his in ring performance at all. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, the Nightcrawler. Hey guys, so my question is: Power rank your favorite finishers of all time? And to clarify, I don't mean just pick a move like the Stunner. Pick a specific instance oh. of each finisher, like the center Austin Hill McMahon or the sweet chin music that retired Ric Flair. Speaking of Ric Flair, I'm going to say question. when uh, Arn Anderson uh, busted out his finisher on The Undertaker during the Ric Flair match. That's good. And then he did it again at uh, Star Arcade, apparently. True. The Dolph. True. Um, when The Rock and Austin were going back and forth with their finishers at the end of WrestleMania 19... 18, 19, 19, 19, yeah. The last one. The last one. That was fantastic. Yeah. That was, And they just kept on kicking out of them. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to be that answer. Yeah. That was a really good one. Because it was like the two most powerful guys. How about this? The time that Sid kicked out <laughs> of Hogan's leg drop. I was about to say that. <laughs> because so messed up their cute. That's my favorite. I'm going to kick out of the most devastating finisher of all time just because somebody... Just let Hogan pin you. I know. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Um, second city champion A.O. Worm do you think that if V.D. wasn't injured he would have won a Velveteen Dream yeah, I'm assuming he doesn't need venereal disease <laughs> although hey Velveteen Dream um, no I don't, so, he was, I don't think he was ever slated to be involved in that was he actually injured I don't know they just said he was I haven't, heard, anything. He I haven't was. heard any reports that okay. he was All right. so I think it was just a, I think it was just a swerve but I could be wrong who knows yeah I like this question, but I don't know there's an answer. Ronan Cahill, who takes over NXT once the man with three H's takes over on main brand? Well, who? It's him. It's Michael Cole, and he I think it's Road Dog, Dog, right? Really, Road Dog's on NXT? I thought, I thought I've seen him in the in the in the booth before. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think how... that's kind of like the creative 
brain trust of NXT. The brain trust. I, from what I understand, Michael Cole's really involved. That's one of my favorite phrases, by the way. Oh, the yeah. brain trust. Brain trust. Yeah. If you could pick three people from any time in history to be your brain trust. Oh, that's a tough question. Who would it be? Who would they be? Wow. That's a toughie. Huh? That is a tough one. Yeah. Because if you go to think of, of of the great intellectual minds, right, in world history, yeah, I mean, if you go back too far, I mean, you want you want science, philosophy, and maybe uh, maybe history for some context, yeah, you know, but history, you got to choose somebody who's relatively recent because yes. you need context, exactly, you know, science. I mean, how do you go wrong with uh, Einstein? Yeah, you know, or like Stephen Hawking. You know what's weird about Stephen Hawking? A hmm. lot of modern-day physicists are not into Stephen Hawking. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what the deal with that is. What about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Oh, he's dude, if I became president, Neil, you're on board yeah. right now. You yeah. and, and Bill. Yeah. Bill Nye. Yeah. You guys are on board. Carte blanche. <laughs> Half military spending is now going to you guys. Get us to another planet. To do whatever whatever you guys want to do. Fix Time the planet. Travel. Just fix the planet. Whatever you guys need to do. <laughs> Time, tra- yeah. Time travel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because you get somebody like, look, you get somebody like, let's say, Abraham Lincoln, right? He doesn't know, like, what modern-day issues there are. He ain't going to know nothing. Nope. Well, maybe everybody's getting log cabins. That doesn't work, Abe. I appreciate you. Yeah, I like central air conditioning. <laughs> and heating. We're not, I'm not going to live in an outhouse. I'm not going to poop in an outhouse no. there, Abe. I want splinters on my rear end. Exactly. Anyways, oh, I love this. Nicholas Grosskirth, power rank, who you think the vignette was for? <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, no, that was me, man. Last night, I was like, oh, yeah, Rockstar Spade. That no. doesn't make any sense. Shana, oh, Shana I did. Shane Basler. I didn't know that. Shane Basler, man. <laughs> Freaking Karen has to respond to Queen of Spades, dude. <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's see. I think we're good. We're good. I think we're good. I have no outro music today. I can't. I don't even think. I, I think I have to get up and, and finish this the stream off. Oh dear! So I have to finish it off. Like, oh my goodness! Anyways, thanks for watching. Thanks yes. for tuning in. We thanks for joining it. us, everybody. We'll uh, let's see if we get it. No, we got no, no outro music. No, go do it. I'll do the outro. Go do it. Till next time. We'll talk to you guys later. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you again three o'clock today. Comments. Leave comments. Tell us what you think about shows. We'll see you uh, later today for stream and next week for stream. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.